3: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it,
4: Boy Meets Meets
1: World House. House.
3: Take a listen.
1: Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out?
4: I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh really? Yes. Oh yeah. You had to <laughs> act like a sink alone. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right.
0: Doing business constantly. uh uh-huh. Mom stuff.
4: Uh-huh. Disciplining you <laughs>
3: <laughs> in Amazing. some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic Five. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We'll talk about that tonight. We'll talk about the ministry of truth and all the lies. We're going to talk to Governor Scott Walker, Kira Davis, Josh Hammer. We're going to have a blast tonight on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. It's time to talk about the system. I got in trouble, Doug so Ann. I know, I know. I know you're shocked that I would get in trouble again, but I got in trouble again, so I have to address something right off the bat before we get into all this ministry of true stuff. We here at The First, we have our videos everywhere you can imagine. We have a great app. We have our videos on Rumble. We have our videos on YouTube. You may have difficulty seeing some of those videos on YouTube because we got another one-week suspension, and it was my fault. Now... What did I do? What did I do that was so beyond the pale? I mean, you should see the things you can watch on YouTube, but what did I do? I simply played some videos and interviewed somebody pointing out the video evidence, video evidence of election fraud in 2020. That was apparently so beyond the pale for some of the communists who work at YouTube, they thought they should go ahead and suspend us again. Well, I think I need to clarify something here. I wanna make sure I let everybody know how sorry I am. How sorry am I? I'm so sorry I did that, that we're gonna play the entire clip that got it suspended for you in its entirety again right now. There's something called Voter GA in Fulton County. Here's just a little video.
2: So there are 17,000 votes in the Fulton County certified results right now That for which we have no ballot images to support those votes. So the question is, why are they there, and how did they get there? The impact of this alone means that there are 13,303 extra Biden votes and 4,279 extra Trump votes that cannot be substantiated. All 374,128 in-person ballot images from the 524,000 that Fulton uh, certified, they're all missing. There were 524,000 votes cast in Fulton County. Only 16,000 of them can be authenticated.
0: Okay, Liz, that doesn't sound good. Still mad about that, YouTube? Screw you, because that's real. And if we're in a country where elections aren't fair, or where votes don't matter, we are on a path that leads to really, really ugly things. So we're gonna keep talking about election integrity until the elections actually have integrity again. Also, should be noted, might as well go ahead and give a little shout out to the first and the bosses at the first. I found out through text message that I had gotten us suspended again. You know, it's not a small thing. I got the whole network suspended off of YouTube. And I texted the boss and said, hey man, My bad. And you know what he said to me? Verbatim. You know what he said to me? I'll tell you right here. He said, beep them. I'm going to go. It's a family show. Beep them. Starts with an F. You do you. That's an awesome network. It's awesome to be able to come on here and speak plain truths. And I don't have bosses breathing down my neck saying, don't say this. Don't ever say this. Say that. I think that's wonderful. Look, that's why I tell you to go support this network. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support if you actually value free speech. How many networks out there, even right-wing networks, how many networks out there would allow me to come on every single night and say the things I say to you here on I'm Right? We're never held back. When I work with my producer, Matt, every single day, and we're coming up with the show, we never, ever have to have a conversation of, oh, do you think the first will let us play that? It's never happened. It's wonderful, and I appreciate it. Now, why do we bring all this up? Because we are entering a different era, a different era than you've experienced or I've experienced before. A lot of this is going to, I mean, a lot of this is going to get worse now that we have a ministry of truth in this country. We're entering an era of lies. And this is not unusual for people in general. It's just unusual for America, the land of the free. You see, for most of our country's history, certainly since the early 1900s, we've mocked the other communist countries, namely the Soviet Union. We've mocked their government controls. We've mocked the fact that governments tell people what they're allowed to think, what they're allowed to say, what they're not allowed to say. That's become something that that was always a punchline for Americans, mocking other people. Now, we have a Ministry of Truth under the DHS in response to the right, gaining more and more power and exposing everything from dirty teachers to dirty Disney, exposing the dirty Joe Biden family, constantly exposing the truth, the response to that from the system was revealing. The system didn't look around and say, well, they know guys, hey, maybe we should get some reforms done. The system looked around at all these uncomfortable truths being revealed and the system said, we need to stop them from speaking. This rotten little rat DHS Secretary Mayorkas went on TV this weekend and actually attempted to defend the Ministry of Truth.
2: I believe that this working group that gathers together, gathers together best practices, makes sure that our, our work is you know, coordinated, consistent with those best practices, that we're safeguarding the right of free speech that we're safeguarding civil liberties, I think is an extraordinarily important endeavor.
0: Why do we need a new government agency to safeguard free speech? That doesn't seem to make any sense, right? Well, we all know what the game is here. We all know they're going to lie about it the same way they lied so much about COVID. Remember, it's always going to be for the public good, the common good, the public health. Hey, we have to step in and monitor what you say otherwise the public might be in danger we're, we're actually protecting your freedom that's what they'll sell all their tyranny ads and we know exactly how serious they are about defending freedom of speech because of this Nina jankowicz jankowicz this hag who actually is in charge of the ministry of truth you see she has videos all over the internet of her trashing everything on the right, spreading misinformation about everything, including Hunter Biden's laptop. I'm not talking about right versus left. I'm talking about this woman is all over the internet spreading what we now know are easily verifiable lies all over the place. Mayorkas is asked about the fact uh, you just you just appointed a communist hag? What? And he says she's going to be neutral. Do you think the person you chose to head of it uh, expressed too much politics on their Twitter feed and it's caused
2: some consternation? Uh, emin- eminently qualified individual, uh, a recognized expert on uh, battling the threat of disinformation that um, presents a threat to the security of our homeland from Russia, from China, from Iran, from the
0: cartels. Disinformation. She's been battling it, haven't you heard? She's battling that disinformation. Here's 52 seconds of this woman battling disinformation.
1: As somebody who studies disinformation, yesterday was really tough. I kept thinking about how in October I testified before the House Intelligence Committee and I told them that disinformation was dismantling democracy, but I was challenged to provide examples of how that was happening. I talked about how Gretchen Whitmer was nearly kidnapped because of disinformation and incitement to violence online, and I talked about the suppression of Black voters, and I talked about how malign actors like Russia are using disinformation to tear us apart and polarize our society even further. But yesterday's violence in the U.S. Capital is the starkest example yet that disinformation is not just dank memes or silly TikTok videos. It actually has real life effects, not only on the functioning of our republic, but on public safety. So please take some care before you share.
0: Public safety, get used to that word, you're going to be hearing a lot of it. And look, let's let's not make the mistake of saying this woman isn't qualified. She's extremely qualified to do what they want her to do. That's censor you, monitor you. And remember, it doesn't start out with jackbooted thugs in uniform knocking on your door saying, I saw that Facebook post, Tina. Turn around, put your hands on the wall, you're coming with us. It starts out with government agencies like this intimidating you. Maybe they don't show up at your door. Maybe they make a phone call. Maybe they send you a letter. FBI. Just wanted you to know we were aware of this Facebook post. We're monitoring the situation. Just enough to silence enough people. And speaking of the FBI, I'm glad we brought this up. You see, we have a lot bigger fish to fry than just the DHS. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, uh, they did that whole plot to kidnap the governor. We know because the trial is well basically gone now as everything continues to get dismissed as they find out the fbi planned coordinated and funded the entire thing and then everybody told you there was some right-wing plot when really it was an fbi plot and now we know something else since joe biden took over the fbi has doubled the number of warrantless searches on americans that's right, they're out there collecting the data of 3.4 million people. And what was their justification for it? Of course they were asked, I mean, that's a horrific number. People woke up and saw that news and thought, whoa, so what'd they say? No, it's no problem, we're just going after the Russia- Russians, it's that Russian hacking. Russian and Russian influence. That's what they're after. It's no big deal. Look, we just warrantlessly tapped your information and collected your data. We have to make sure you're not one of those Russians. Now, let me ask you, have you heard any accusations about Russian assets, Russian infiltration, Russian operations over the past few years? Of course you have. Do you understand what's happening? The communists in this country have decided that anybody who opposes them is a Russian agent of some kind and now the FBI is out there focusing on Russian things. Are you starting to understand the game? They're going to classify you as an enemy of the state the same way communists have always classified their political opponents as enemies of the state and they do that so that gives them the power to use the, the weapons of the state against you. I mean, thankfully, many Americans are waking up. We now know 47% of Americans don't trust the FBI. That number should be 100, but let's be frank. Half this country knows the FBI is their enforcement arm now, and the FBI is on this side, and it's not your half of the country. I promise you that. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right.
3: giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
0: Before we bring in my friend, Newsweek editor, Josh Hammer, also the host of The Josh Hammer Show, I I have to tell you, the response to Elon Musk buying a social media platform It's so revealing, is it not? Why would it be dangerous for somebody to simply say everyone gets a voice? Listen to this psychopathic response from CNN this weekend. Musk is the same. Musk doesn't want it. you know, he's upset with the SEC.
3: tried to, how dare they question him. You know what I'm saying? This is dangerous. We can't think anymore in this country. We don't have people. No, I'm serious. We don't have people in Congress who can make regulations that can make it work. I think we can look to the Western countries in Europe for how they are trying to limit it. But you need, you need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country
0: or we are headed to hell. We are there. Trump opened the gates of hell and now they're chasing us down. Wait, we to got Seems like quite a response to free speech, Josh. Why are these people so upset about a South African billionaire buying a social media platform and simply saying, hey, anyone can anyone can talk?
5: Jesse, why is the left so upset that an African-American has just acquired a massive <laughs> in, in, the influential business? Am I right? Um, look, I mean, listening to like these these shrieks and the gnashing of the teeth and the howls of hysteria. First of all, that clip that we just heard right now, he's, he's there talking about how horrible it would be for someone to control the town square, the public square, with a thumb on the scale. Was he alive during the reign of Twitter that was overseen by the co-founder and former CEO, Jack Dorsey? I mean, what does he think Jack Dorsey was doing? That's the same Jack Dorsey, who personally donated $10 million to fund a center at Boston University named after Ibram X. Kendi. You don't think Jack Dorsey had a thumb on the scale? Do you think Jack Dorsey was securing free speech? But uh, like you said, Jesse, the whole thing is telling. The left for decades and decades has been so scared of the idea of just kind of an unregulated free-for-all in this exchange of ideas in the town square because they know at the end of the day that their ideas are unpopular. As they look down the barrel of the gun of the polling for this fall's midterm elections, whether it's inflation, immigration, the whole thing, they know how unpopular their ideas are so they're scared and you know they they now literally say max booth the former republican now leftist hack of the washington post max booth literally said in a tweet recently the way you have to preserve democracy these days is by cracking down on free speech i mean look we use the word orwellian a lot we're talking about the disinformation governance board obviously these days but this this is pretty orwellian honestly it really is
0: Josh, Elon Musk, uh, I, I don't man worship anybody, not Elon, not Trump, not, not anybody. Uh, there's been a lot of that going around for Elon. He does seem like an interesting guy, some not so good things in his past. How are we supposed to feel about Elon Musk?
5: It's a great question. So my column this past week, I, I called it questions for Elon Musk. I have a lot of questions. I mean, my approach to Elon Musk right now is basically kind of what Reagan would say, trust but verify. He's saying all the right things, okay? I mean, if you take this guy at his word, and he has quite literally put his money, his exorbitant money, obviously, where his mouth is, so I have no reason to be openly skeptical of him. But I think we're going to know a lot more, assuming that this that this transaction is consummated, by the way. You know, all the T's have not been crossed or the I's have been dotted yet. So assuming it's consummated, we'll learn a lot very quickly. He's got to get him there like a bull in a china shop, Jesse. He's got to start making personnel decisions, top on down. He should fire the CEO. He should fire everyone down to the woke human resource officers. The human resource department's one of the first that needs to go. How do, how do we think all these wokesters got him there in the first place? He needs to be talking to Peter Thiel, kind of the right-of-center tech bro world as far as who, she, who we should be recruiting for. So, look, I, obviously the China thing too. I mean, not a whole lot of people are talking about this, honestly. Elon Musk has been friendly with China in the past. I'm not going to say he's a CCP lackey or anything like that, but he's been friendly. He has spoken at a conference where that was very closely tied to Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party. So that is a real concern that I have. I'm looking to see what right out of the gate I can see for him to kind of distance himself from China on that front as well.
0: Josh, we have this clip from Barack Obama from April 21st. Same old Barack. Now,
3: the good news is, is that almost all the big tech platforms now acknowledge some responsibility for content on their platforms, and they're investing in large teams of people to monitor it. Given the sheer volume of content, this strategy can feel like a game of whack-a-mole. Still, In talking to people at these companies, I believe they are sincere in trying to limit content that engages in hate speech, encourages violence, or poses a threat to public safety. They genuinely are concerned about it. They want to do something about it. But while content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content,
1: it doesn't go far enough.
0: 1 somebody needs to speed up the pace of Barack Obama's teleprompter cuz that was painful <laughs> and 2 Josh we now have a ministry of truth here everyone's been complaining about it this Nina Jenkins nut job what exactly are we expecting out of this
5: I mean nothing good right by the way good for you to mention the teleprompter i was going to make the exact same reference that was literally painful to listen to i mean i don't know i don't know, I don't know what the heck is going on there but look the left for decades and decades they talk about the idea of hate speech as a purported topic that is too taboo that should not be had there. Jesse, you and I and every kind of right-thinking American knows exactly what leading Democrats like Barack Obama and Joe Biden have in mind when they're talking about so-called hate speech there. They're talking about anyone who votes for the Republicans. They're literally talking about anyone who was vaguely right of center, who was to the right of David Brooks or George Will, or kind of insert your kind of like centrist neoliberal columnist. They're thinking about literally half of the country. This is not heading anywhere good. The big tech platforms for years and years have been trying to de-platform people to, to take away kind of our access to 21st century town square. What really ought to be, I think, construed as a, as a modern civil right is access to that town square. But it doesn't stop with big tech. What's happening with the financial institutions now with, with de-banking, it's really, really scary. We obviously saw that with the truckers up in Canada as far as trying to just threes, their bank accounts. Laura Loomer, a few years ago, I think, if I recall, she was banned from PayPal or Venmo. You know, what starts with someone like a Laura Loomer and Alex Jones never ends with someone like a Laura Loomer and Alex Jones. They're coming for all of us. The question is, what do we do about it? So I think folks like you and I who have a platform, who write, who speak for a living, you know, uh, God bless that we have the ability to speak truth to power, we need to use that to call Americans' attention to this freaking ministry of truth and this 33-year-old psychopath She's out of her mind. So, look, hopefully we're all on the same page there. We'll see what happens, but it's not gonna play well for the Democrats this fall. I'm cautiously optimistic about that.
0: Trevor Noah was at that wretched White House correspondence Dinner over the weekend, made a joke about how poor people were suffering, and here's the Commander-in-Chief. He thought it was hilarious.
3: You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything.
2: No, it really has been. A tough first year for you, Mr. President. And, and sh-
0: Josh, if I had one word to describe the Biden administration, obviously there are many to choose from. I've decided the most appropriate word is cold. They seem so uncaring about anything. Am I off base?
5: No, of course you're not. I mean, the great irony of this, of course, is if we go back to the 2020 presidential election, The Democrats' entire campaign, I mean, their entire shtick, I mean, what they were campaigning on, to the extent that they were campaigning at all, they're mostly just hiding, obviously, out of Uncle Joe's basement in Wilmington, Delaware. But to the extent that they were campaigning at all, their entire message was, oh, Donald Trump, you know, is this great divider, you know, he's making us all hate each other. Well... Who the hell is joe biden now he's literally laughing at americans who are experiencing inflation inflation obviously historically speaking is something that is deeply regressive insofar as kind of working class lower class even kind of middle class people tend to feel by definition much worse, much worse than the wealthy so where is old uncle joe from scranton pennsylvania scrabble joe the joe biden who at least back in the day talked a big game about kind of standing with labor and the labor unions, a slightly more kind of working class populist Joe Biden. That clip we just saw right there, Jesse, I think is a perfect microcosm for where the modern Democratic Party has gone. They are so far removed from kind of a labor kind of working class party that, th- that our grandfather's Democratic Party was. At this point, they are a party for, of, and by the elite. And inflation hurts the elite much less than the working men. So it makes sense. Uh, Josh Hammer, thank you, my brother.
0: Anytime, man.
4: This is a dark
2: and disturbing morning for America. Last night, a report disclosed that a conservative majority of the United States Supreme Court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade and uproot decades of precedent affirming a woman's right to an abortion if this report is accurate the supreme court is poised to inflict the greatest restriction of rights in the past 50 years not just on women but on all americans
0: oh sorry i thought it was supposed to be a dark day i listened to the president's daily brief on the way to the studio today and i don't feel like it's a dark day anymore Joining me now, my friend Brian Dean-Wright, of course, of the President's Daily Brief, your daily podcast, Listen on the Way to Work, and of course, former CIA Ops Officer. Brian, I don't feel like it's a dark day. I can't get the smile off my face.
3: Well, that's just because you're a cheerful fella, and that's why we all love you.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, Brian... Uh, let's talk about the, the leaker, or potential leaker, because yeah. actually there are two different angles I want to go with this with you. There is rumor that it's a leaker, that's the normal th- way of thinking right now, somebody leaked it. And then there's the way of thinking that the national security reporter at Politico is the one who dropped this, not some Supreme Court reporter. Could this be some foreign power meddling in our affairs? And actually, I want your opinion on both. What do we do about each of those situations?
3: Yeah, so let's start with the first. This this idea that someone on the inside of the Supreme Court went above and beyond and he broke the laws, certainly the rules, the the court. It feeds this idea that really this country is increasingly run by the deep state. So let's really identify that. You know, the deep state actors are people who they don't think the rules, the law, the laws apply to them. And they're going to take their own particular beliefs for what the country ought to do, and they're going to act on that. Again, irrespective of law and and uh, r- rules and regulations and such. So that's the part that I think that is becoming so disturbing. We saw it with James Comey when he leaked the FBI, or I'm sorry, leaked uh, to the New York Times. We have this now culture where people just get to leak if they don't like a potential outcome. And that's what I think is disturbing, uh, You know, from my view, my perspective uh, today. You know, this other issue Ryan. of the potential... Ha- yeah, please, yeah
0: no 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 i'm sorry but i i i agree with you it it, it's horrific that there's always a leak now whenever some jerkwater staffer doesn't like where we're going what i don't know is how to stop it we have a full government full of these little activists who believe that this is the way they should conduct themselves now i mean this stuff has been done at the nsa now this is crazy how do we how do we patch up all these holes when apparently the boat looks like swiss cheese
3: yeah amen so i think the real challenge is you have to have oversight either from your congressional uh, you know, staffs, and or you have to have the FBI that actually investigates these things, holds people to account, throws people in prison and jail. And we don't have that. We don't have an FBI that is thoughtful enough to do this with any kind of consistency. There has to be some sort of disincentive for people to do this kind of behavior. And so until we have different leadership at the FBI, until we have different sorts of investigations to hold people to account and people actually end up in prison, people are gonna continue to do this because there's just no disincentive to engage in malbehavior. I mean, it seems unfortunately obvious.
0: Brian, I, I hate to ask you about a, a, a crazy theory, but it is one I've seen around. My other p- potential scenario for where this came from, a foreign power possibly gaining access to the email server of SCOTUS. All right, let's assume for a second that would be true. What motivation would you have to even gain access to SCOTUS? What, what would China care about a, a Supreme Court decision in abortion? Anything?
3: Yeah, I think it's a bit of a long shot, but here would be the idea is that that a foreign power would want to sow chaos into our system Ah. or our country in the midst of very dark times, very troubled times. So it's not that necessarily the Supreme Court would have ruled otherwise, you know, in two or three months time. But in order to to do two things, one, you inject that chaos now, but then secondarily, you start to create panic within the Supreme Court and it, the system that, hey, they've got these leakers, and so that it in turn creates some degree, uh, some degree of witch hunt, et cetera. So you could have two different aims there in terms of, again, that the chaos piece, and then in terms of the, the witch hunt within inside Supreme Court. So it's possible, but I, I would suspect that that's the, the least likely of the two. It's probably just one of these crazy folks who thinks that they know what's best for the country and they're just going to leak that
0: draft. Brian, the ghost of Kiev, those who were paying attention, as soon as Russia invaded Ukraine, we started getting these reports about some fighter pilot who was apparently he was apparently Maverick from Top Gun. He was out there just clipping Russian fighter pilots right and left. And now we have confirmation today from the New York Post that this whole thing was made up in a lie. And the only reason I bring this up, Brian, was this. Like a lot of people, I was emotionally invested in the Ukraine-Russian thing early on and what turned me off from it, the reason I don't even pay attention anymore, is there was a lot of this stuff early on. And as soon as I've been lied to a few times, I walk away and y'all work your stuff out. Am I wrong?
3: No, I, th- I think most people in this country are are basically in one of t- uh, two camps. One They are frustrated by what they see as Russian aggression, which is absolutely true, but they don't want to commit troops. And I think that's where the vast majority of folks are at. But then there's this other group of people in this nation who really, really just want this final war with Russia. They think that Putin and the rest of his ilk in Moscow really have to be brought down so we can do this regime change and create a more thoughtful, democratic Russia. So I think that that's the fight that's going on behind the scenes right now. And I think that, that certainly that latter camp is absolutely bonkers and crazy because those folks, that is to say, in are failing to understand that Russia has nukes and they will be desperate to use them if they think they're going to be thrown out of power.
0: Yeah. Brian Dean Wright, the President's Daily Brief is the podcast. Less than 20 minutes every day. Thank you, my brother. You betcha.
2: You've heard me say it many times, about our children, but it's true, they're all our children. And the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children, they're like yours when they're in the classroom.
0: That doesn't, that doesn't seem right. They're not all our children, and I'm certainly not sharing them with that creep. Joining me now, my friend Kira Davis, editor-at-large of Red State, and now more importantly, candidate for school board, Kira, these people don't seem to understand how creepy that comes off to parents. How can they not understand how creepy that comes off?
4: They well, they don't know parents. They don't. They're not really connected. I think we've learned in the last two years that they're really not plugged into the electorate. I mean, you just look look at anything. Look at. Um, their advocacy for black people. You know, they they, they partner with Black Lives Matter and on Antifa and then those organizations come into our communities and burn up our communities and walk away. And they don't hear what black people are saying. Look at what happens every time Kamala gets on some kind of uh, internet uh, engagement thing, you know, she'll have, she'll be on Instagram or show up on some show. And it'll be like a million comments of people going, you're not even listening to us. You're not even giving us what you promised. So they have been this disconnected forever. And I would like to hearken back to my early days as a conservative. I became a conservative partially because I started listening to Rush Limbaugh. and And I remember when I started listening to him, Hillary had her book out, It Takes a Village. And I remember Rush Limbaugh going, you guys pay attention to this because this is what they think. They think that they own your kids. They think that the community will do a better job of raising your kids than you can. I remember him saying that. That was probably 20 years ago that he said that. So, no, they don't think that these are our kids and they don't think it's creepy because they simply don't. Bother to be connected to the people that they're asking to vote for them.
0: Just want, okay, well, let me ask you this then. If I'm a politician, I have to be somewhat appealing to people because I need people to come vote for me. Wouldn't I strive to be connected?
4: I don't know that... The, the Democrats do believe that you need to be appealing to people to run. Uh, we have Kamala Harris as the Vice President of the United States. She is point. literally the most unappealing po- uh, politician I have ever seen in my adult life. And she is one airplane staircase trip away from being the most powerful person in the world. So, Jesse, I hate to break it to you, but... I think, and this is a silver lining for people like us who value rationale and good sense and are looking forward to maybe a drubbing in the 2022 midterms. It, it's a silver lining for us that they don't recognize that they're completely out of touch with people. They have insulated themselves so much within their bubbles. Look at that White House correspondence dinner the other night. I mean, you know, it, it's just such a disconnect between wear your masks, but by the way, we're gonna gather by the thousands to congratulate ourselves for a whole night. They don't care to be appealing. They think that their message alone is appealing because they have had carte blanche to do and say whatever they have wanted for the last 30 to 40 years. Suddenly conservative media is popping up and making them be accountable and they don't know what to do.
0: Speaking of them doing whatever they want and saying whatever they want, the whole LGBTQ air force push onto kids has clearly been going on a long time and clearly they felt the right to push this thing. And they, it, I am actually a little bit shocked by how indignant they are about the right to push this thing. Here's the head of the teachers union, Randy Weingarten in her Beach Boys haircut.
4: We have to let gay kids and gay
1: teachers, frankly, we have to let everyone Talk about their lived experience. That's part of how you build relationships. That's part of how you unite people. That's part of how you save a democracy.
0: Kira, uh, again, I know this goes back to the disconnect we were just talking about, but even Democrat parents don't want this stuff pushed onto kids. And I know Democrats read poll numbers. I know they're monsters, but they read poll numbers. They know that, but they're not stopping
4: again it's just this is how it's always been and it's worked for so long this is this is the um, the advantage of having like a huge bureaucratic apparatus behind you is like the money and the influence and the power that that wields right but the disadvantage is that your bureaucracy becomes so big that you can't um, turn a ship on a dime and that's where they are like the public school bureaucracy and all of the corruption that has led up to this Randy Weingarten moment in, in his History, it, it's led to this huge, huge entity that now cannot pivot to accommodate the changing times. So when COVID hit and it forced us all into this hard turn, you know, it suddenly the, they couldn't keep up. So yeah, they're floundering. Of course, Randy's floundering. Of course, she doesn't understand why parents are leaving public school in droves. She's so used to having a complete monopoly on the whole conversation and what goes on in public school. She literally does not know what to do. Again, this is just more proof that they are completely disconnected. Parents don't, regardless of how they vote, right or left, there is no parent who thinks somebody else is better to raise their child than, them, than they are. No, that parent does not exist. The Randy Wine Garden and her ilk have made a gross miscalculation, and I hope we make them pay for it in 2022.
0: I hope we make them pay for it too, but will we? And I ask it for this reason: you, you just pointed out rightly, parents don't want their kids learning this stuff. They don't think like this, but. People oftentimes don't translate that to how they vote. You know, some Democrat parent out there doesn't want their kids learning he can chop his penis off and when he's 10 years old. Okay, fine, but are you still going to go vote for the Democrat who will back that? People don't, actions don't follow their words lots of times.
4: There's always been a disconnect, and this is the reason why we're seeing, uh, you know, the Dems and left wingers just being so absolutely apoplectic over the possibility of Elon Musk running Twitter, because part of how they do that is they they control the messaging, right, and then you can convince people that, well, yeah, I I know you don't want to do this, but that's not really what we're doing. We're not really telling you we want to defund the police, even though those are the words we use. What we're really saying is we want, you know, more accountability and more social workers. So yeah, they're upset that now their messages are are being called out. But Jesse, at the end of the day, it's always the thing that has remained constant in the voting wars is that you don't really need keep Democrats on the speaking from the Republican side you don't really need Democrats to come out and vote Um, it's just as fine if they want to stay home and that's probably what will end up happening is a lot of Democrats are not going to be able to stomach the idea of voting for a Republican and I don't blame them you know I get that but um, what they'll do is they'll just simply stay home
0: yeah, I have a hard time voting for Republicans myself sometimes. Kira, you have an article up on Red State called Stay at Home with Your Babies. Now, gosh, that is music to my ears where a woman should be. But no, seriously, what are you talking about, Kira?
4: <laughs> You're going to get me in so much trouble. I'm already in trouble for writing that article. I don't know. I just was, I, it's something that's been on my heart. I was talking to a neighbor of mine, a young neighbor recently, and uh, she's got four kids. She stays at home with them, and, and they're all wonderful. She has a great family. And she was saying, you know, I just can't wait to get back to the workforce so I can feel like I'm finally contributing to my family. And it broke my heart. And I told her, you know, that's the you're the product of now a few generations that have told women that the way that they contribute to society is financially and by being more like a man and doing the things that men do. And in the and while that's great, great, women, I'm in the, a woman in the workforce, I'm very thankful for the work that my mother's generation did to allow me to have these choices. But at the same time, it's like we've completely abandoned telling women that there is value, not just value, but ultimate value in being the person at home with your babies, raising them. And now that I'm kind of almost on the other end of this thing, I have a 20-year-old and a 14-year-old. I just feel a burden to be honest with mothers. I don't think enough women are honest with young mothers about what you're missing when you put this off at a young age, that everyone's gonna tell you that you can be an engineer or a doctor or the most terrible vice president ever to walk the earth. Everyone's like, you're a girl, you can do whatever you want, but no one in a little girl's life ever speaks to her about the fact that she could be a mother who stays at home with her babies, and that that could be a thing that she could do and enjoy. And so, if you want to go out into the workplace, workforce, ladies, and, and do that, that's fine. Obviously, I I have no issue with that. But I do think that you need to be, you need to understand, and someone needs to be honest about what you miss when you, when you leave your children there at a very young age to go out into the workforce. There are things and moments that you will never get back. There are no do-overs, yeah. and it's such a short period of time in their lives. I do believe women are are made to nurture our babies, and we should stay home and nurture our babies if we can.
0: Here, here, Amen. Kira, give us a quick update on your school board race. Where can people support you before we let you go?
4: Thank you, Jesse. Please go to kiraforschoolboard.org and donate. I need to raise $100,000 by November to defeat these unions, and things are looking really good. Parents are excited, and I've got people like Jesse who are who are just so great in supporting me. Um, this is a revolution. This is how we do it at this level. So get involved. If there's someone in your local area running for school board that you like, go volunteer for them. It's all hands on deck.
0: Kira for schoolboard.org. We win this country back one school board seat at a time. Thank you, Kira. Thanks, Chelsea. You know, I came around kind of after the whole gender reveal thing. So that wasn't a thing when we were having kids, but it is a thing now, and you can love it or hate it. Maybe you've already had one. I don't care, but I will tell you... I watched this video over the weekend of a man discovering he was having a girl instead of a boy, and I, it, it did occur to me how dangerous this gender reveal thing is, because they're going to videotape it, and if your reaction isn't what it should be, well, like this.
1: My brother's reactions to his kid's gender reveals are
2: priceless. <laughs> Girl,
0: look, you're gonna have to deal with the missus after that. I'll see you tomorrow.
3: giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
0: Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us.
1: Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have.
2: It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids.
1: See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, and even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com live.
0: testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time
1: hey have you ever used cheapo air
3: for years and i really like it